0: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Kathleen. And today we're going to be talking episode four of the Hulu original series, A Murder at the End of the World. Today's episode is entitled Family Secrets. And if you're still here four episodes deep, then you know the drill. We are Town TV. If you like what you hear for the next eh, 45 minutes or so, go on over to bingetowntv.com. No matter what feed you found us on, go on over to the Bingetown TV feed. There you can browse our entire catalog of backdated shows. What have we been covering, you might ask? Well, we just wrapped up House of Usher, Gen V over on Amazon Prime. We are currently doing Invincible. That's probably nearing the end if it's not already over. Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, we got it all and you can find it on bingetowntv.com. Get on over there. Yeah, let's get into this episode, because I sent you guys a text. I pretty immediately decided this was my favorite episode so far of the season. I think the pace has picked up, which was needed. I feel like we're getting less of the the setup, and we're really getting into the action here, which was good. And we also got a nice highlight of this Sean character, who I think we're going to have a lot of good conversations about her.
1: Yeah, so... I have a lot to say about this episode, but I agree with you right off the bat that this was my favorite of the series so far. I still am going to heavily describe this show as a slow burn through the halfway point to the point where like, again, I'm still in that mindset where this is the OA writers. This is how they operate. And I'm and my expectations for the end and how good this show is going to be still haven't changed at all, but I am still like realizing like, this is how season one of, of the OA was like, Halfway through, I still was like, where are we going? This seems a little bit like, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but you start seeing the pieces as we're making our way through the second half of the season. And we're seeing that, especially with the a little bit of a mic drop moment at the end of this episode. I I do want a little bit more genre bending, as we were saying right before this podcast, B-Toms. And I think we're going to get there. It seems like Zoomer is potentially going to be the key to some crazy twists that we get in the back half of the season. But so far, so good. Still have absolutely no idea who the killer is, but I will put it out there now. I think Sean's in the clear, unless she's crazy enough to hack herself and then orchestrate that—that that, you know, throat opening. The what was it called? Trek connect tra- Come on, tell me. Tracheotomy. Tracheotomy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's oh, crazy, crazy, enough crazy enough to too. orchestrate that. Yeah, yeah. I could have, I could have laid that <laughs> up for you, but I—I I don't know. I think she's safe now, and that's weird because I was really. Pinning her down as one of my prime suspects, but I think she's off the board for the time being.
2: Wow, I have so much to say. So I liked this episode a lot. At the top, two quick things. One, I just Googled it. I meant to do this yesterday when I watched. I kept getting Yellow Jackets vibes for the score, and I just Googled if they're the same people. They are not, but I really was getting Yellow Jackets vibes because they were adding like these like women's voices, kind of like eerie oh, yeah. tones, and it was giving Yellow Jackets too. I really visually, cinematically, I really liked a lot of the shots in this episode. The like they're basically Sean and Darby being two black ants in this like sea of white was really cool to see throughout the entire episode. So I really like that. But I will say that I don't know how they could have done it differently because I'm I realized that Darby needed that mic drop moment at the end. But man, did they beat us over the head with it? They beat us over the head with it in this episode. Yeah. One being, you know, I I talked about the sneeze on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I said, why the hell did Zoomer sneeze? That felt like an acted sneeze. Because it was. It was written in the script. Um, so then... The sneezing in this episode almost confirmed it. Then he says, the, I'm going to have one kid with someone I banged mm-hmm. once. And then he sne- and he just it felt like I was getting just like clobbered over the head with that fact when, you know, Brian had already called it without any of that stuff. So I I understand that Darby needed the, the eye opening moment, but I was just wondering if they could have done that differently than they like did. more
0: subtly
1: is what you
2: would hope. Yeah. For- yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about that moment?
0: I was thinking it the whole time, honestly, yeah. the quote in the flashback where he said, yeah, my mom saw a psychic and she said, you're going to have one kid with a chick you only sleep with once. I'm like, OK, that's weird to bring up. It's It's so weird that I'm almost thinking it's intentional that like. This isn't supposed to be the big reveal. They don't care if us, the audience, finds it out and it's not satisfactory because the real reveal and the interesting stuff is still yet to come. But I completely agree. They were beating us over the head with it, like you said. Mm. And my biggest gripe, I think, of the entire series is how are all these people able to sneak back and forth from the hotel for miles undetected by security? What kind of security is going on here? And it seems like the kind of security that should be aware of people doing that. So is Andy privy to literally everything that's going on and it's kind of part of his grand scheme
2: so yes i think so and this is the type of situation where you think maybe sean's good right she got hurt she survived but it's like almost every horror movie you've ever seen if the killer the killer gets hurt in the middle of the movie so you write them off you're like oh man they they didn't they got attacked by the other killer or whatever so that can't be them it's like sean didn't die so it's almost like okay well i mean the tracheotomy was pretty damn close and i wouldn't want someone slitting my throat for funsies to prove my fake innocence anyway but in general i think that i'm not fully writing off sean but i do think that andy is privy to what's going on at all t- or at least somebody is like i have big suspicions of todd in general todd the security guy so if it is todd yeah. he's just privy and like he's fine with it because he knows where everyone is like mm-hmm. it did you guys catch that when they're in the morgue there's a body there's somebody in the back in the window watching them like someone's aware no. of all times yeah there's like a shade no, a shaded figure in the beginning when they walk in and they're checking out Rohan and then it's gone when she's using the flasher the red flasher thing so someone is always watching them it's absolutely like they're just pawns at this point Darby specifically
1: I'm still kind of in the mindset where Andy seems too obvious where I am almost rooting for it to be Lee at this point because that would be like a more fun reveal to the point where like this whole thing is orchestrated to normalize the fact that Zoomer is Andy's kid and she's pulling all of the strings to get everybody here for a specific purpose. I'll kind of expand upon that as we go throughout the episode, but another theory that I super tin foily and I only really started thinking about this through my second watch through is I don't think Sean is the hacker or the one that's like causing all of these issues for and murders but there's a chance I think that Sean might be in love with Andy and there's some sort of the way. And I'll bring up the more specifics in the second half of this podcast, when we're talking about their conversation in the car, but it almost seems like she's asking and, and probing Darby for information so she can help protect Andy. So I'm getting mistress vibes, potentially Uh super tinfoily, not a lot to go off of, but uh, that's what I got from the second watch. So that, and then yeah, the zoomer thing it's, like you're saying, Kathleen, it seemed a little too obvious to the point where I'm still I'm still stuck in like Westworld, like is Bill his mind like put into Zoomer's body and that's why he has the same genetic issues that Bill does? Something crazy like that? Cuz how does this connect to all of the the AI ants and and we didn't even see Ray in this episode, I don't think. So there's just so many moving parts that I I can't see the webs yet, but I'm thinking it's Zoomer's going to be like a pivotal piece of
2: that. What if and i've seen a, a so i saw a tinge of this zoomer thing on like a like a theory but i've expanded it so i saw something being like if bill it really is zoomer's dad and maybe andy andy does not know that right and zoomer mm-hmm. is sick maybe lee knowing that like brought brought bill to the this place killed him because they need organs or something like they need an organ they need a, a bone marrow they need like certain things so what i saw online was you know the oxygen tanks that were there mm-hmm. the beginning of the series brian they were absolutely there if zoomer is sick and he needs something like what if that's what if that's why bill was like invited to this retreat or whatever but i took it a step further and said okay what if Lee killed him that reason, like maybe Bill said no or something like that. And then
0: do Lee knows that Zoomer is Bill's. Yes. We think that is a fact.
2: I would say yes.
0: I think so.
1: Because she lied to Darby about him not staying hard like that seemed like what was Mm -hmm. the purpose of that except to eliminate any chance of this being a thing.
0: That's true. I feel like a lot of these conversations are going to come up again as we go Mm -hmm. through the episode. So shall we we get everybody underground? That's Mm -hmm. where we start. Everybody's going into this concrete clad. It's a it's a panic room. It's a safety room is what it is. And rich people do not like being told what to do and barked around ordered by Todd and freaking Eva. Um, so this is kind of everybody getting a chance to take a beat and be like, what the hell is going on? What do we think is going on? And it's uh it's the director who actually says, I want to hear what Darby thinks. Mm-hmm. And Darby kind of agrees with what the status quo story is. I think it's a heart attack, but more than that, I think it's heart failure. And I think his pacemaker was hacked. So I think we are still dealing with the same hacker killer.
1: I think I mentioned that as a possibility, but just didn't lean too into it last podcast. But it does make sense. And it also makes more sense that you need like some special equipment to do it. Not anybody could just jump around and start hacking into into pacemakers like that. But this was this was we saw this had come from a mile away, right? Like we knew the pacemaker was going to be the excuse. They confirm it like the house mm-hmm. EMT right. confirms it. Nobody's buying this shit. Darby knows some stuff's messed up. But what I want to bring attention to and Kathleen, you were kind of hitting at it earlier was Todd Giving you like weird, sketchy vibes. Ava's the same thing, right? Like w- whatever it is that he's in on. Oh, yeah. if they're married. They're in on it together. And they they had a couple of weird cinematography shots of like their reaction to things and how yes. they were saying things. So just keep an eye on her. But I didn't take anything else from this scene except like the
0: obvious. And don't get me started on Norman, because he's <laughs> right in with those. Two. Oh, <laughs> he is. He's the oh, worst yeah. now. He's an enemy uh, now. After that. <laughs> Yeah, so a couple things are also established. Police obviously can't make it cuz of course there's a superstorm rolling in. It wouldn't be who done it if there wasn't a reason why the authorities couldn't come here. Mm-hmm. Um Norman is withholding information. Again, she specifically says, "Hey Norman, can you confirm that Heartfront was calling with an urgent call?" and he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." Doesn't let Darby see the body. So obviously just more of their keeping information from her. Um and Andy is trying to sort this all out from a secure location. So he has removed himself from the other guests, whether that is for his own shame or because they're trying to protect him from whoever the killer is, is up to us to decide.
2: Mm-hmm. How about if I'm Zoomer and Lee, I'm like, seriously, he's at a secure location and I'm down here with these bozos? <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I not with my husband somewhere? Yeah, I, I liked this. And Luke... As well as me thought that this episode was going to be a bunker episode where a lot of conversations with people we haven't seen before diving into the other characters, suspicion, intrigue, like that's what Mm -hmm. we thought this episode was going to be. And damn, did they get out of that bunker so fast? I mean, it was like four minutes down in the bunker. We get some good information, but before Todd is like, all right, chill y'all, like you're good. But my only other comment is like, David's freaking the fuck out about being down there. Um, I loved the comment from Norman. His name is Mar- Marius, right? Marius, Marius. Marius, Marius. Yeah. Just for anyone who maybe didn't tune into our one and two coverage, we called him Norman the Doorman, um, because you know exactly what it sounds like. But when he was <laughs> like, this isn't Lord of the fucking flies, I was like, I kinda yeah. like, I kinda like yeah. that from Norman, some sass. Um mm-hmm. I mean but yeah
0: it doesn't seem like the staff are bad people they're hired to do a job and they're professionals I think yep. so I don't think they are cynical towards the guests but I wanted to pose this question this is one of the only scenes where we kind of have all of our suspects in the same room we don't really see a lot of really anybody except for Sean the rest of this episode were you picking up on a vibe from any of kind of the other guests in this one um I guess Lou May, Oliver, David, you already said, was being the same David. I'm starting to put Oliver on my suspicions.
2: Okay. That makes sense because he did all of those crazy big electronic bugs.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's too obvious because he would be the most gifted hacker. But I think whatever's going on has something to do with AI and I think he would be the person to do it. Best suited. Well, here, here's the thing about
1: too obvious is we've been throwing around the red herring and like, it's clearly they're pointing us towards this to the point where there's everybody.
2: Yeah, actually, almost has like a,
1: is, yeah. Like what is not a red herring here? Um, because. With only three episodes left, and this episode was nearly entirely dedicated to, in the present time at least, Sean. We're not going to have t- time to explore David, Lou May, Martin. Like, we're not going to have time to flush them all out. So, I'm thinking we're getting another quick death next episode. But, I, like, I, like Kathleen said, like, I wanted the bunker episode a little bit just so we can start getting a better idea. Because, let's be honest, like, is it even guessable who the killer is now, besides total conjecture of just tv watchers like i think it's that guy like we haven't really been given much and maybe i'll be wrong when we look back on the season in hindsight and it will have been more obvious but i really don't think they're giving us anything to go off of for some of these side characters for us even like realistically consider them as a as an option here and this was a perfect scene to do it and they skipped it so i don't know like i don't i just who who else like is how are we going to get some more information on these guys because right now i just i don't know
0: does that detract for you? Your tone is suggesting, yeah.
1: It's not detracting from me, but it's just like we spend so much time trying to guess who who the killer is when we could just be it could just be Andy and this is all just some random, you know, boy. Yeah. And it's the it's fun to go through the motions, but like what do we know about Martin Lume and then Zeba? Like, what do we know at all? Yeah. You know what I mean? I
2: think I think that's a good question luke and i agree and i think we didn't get much information here what we get is other characters talking about what they know so sean said Lou may is suspicious because of this she uh, david is it would kill lee because of this you know what i mean like we got certain information from sean darby is a complete outsider so mm-hmm. she's almost just like listening to the gossip train right she's like what can i get out yeah. of these people Because she's not really spending time with the people themselves. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that. We just it's it's only what they've given us. I don't think there's much to gleam from just paying attention to small little moments in the two minutes we were in the bunker with them. But I agree. I agree. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is. It's crazy that there's this many characters and we like they're not getting fleshed out like some of Mm -hmm. them are just straight up not getting fleshed out but that's okay i'm glad sean got the episode this episode because it was it was a good episode and and i liked it but um not to take us are we ready to go forward a little bit yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so they come up and todd's walking them back to their rooms they have to stay in their rooms they have to give up all their electronics i'm like todd is so sketchy you're giving him all of your belongings that sucks to clarify something Darby says, Oh, I don't have my ring because they took it last episode. Last episode's coverage, I had talked about Andy said that Bill's heart rate spiked because of the morphine he took. Normally, they would be able to tell the heart rate because of the ring. And I said, Doesn't he not wear the ring? It was true. I kept it in the episode because he puts it in his pocket. So, I mean, we don't really need to know that it's fault that, that he chewed himself up, but. Andy yeah. is aware of something, right? That means mm-hmm. that Andy knows that something is amiss here. At least that's the, o- that's at least baseline. He knows he was murdered, whether he, he's involved with it or just knows about it and trying to keep it under wraps. Confirmed.
1: That was a great One. observation. Cause I d- mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's true. And-, and it does keep Andy under the microscope again, but red herring or who knows? I don't know.
2: Yeah. So Brian, take us through Sean. Knocking up for uh, for Darby.
0: Yeah. So the next scene after she's in the room, she kind of has a weird moment where she's just like, what the hell do I do? And then Sean knocks on the door. And I think, Kathleen, you said you're not totally ready to cross Sean's name off the list. And I agree. But yeah. I did feel all of their conversations, Sean and Darby, she was being genuine. I think this apology was 100%. um Which is why I am inclined to say I don't think Sean is on the list anymore for me. Yeah, not too much here, but I did love Darby's little VI or Emacs thing to test Mm -hmm. if she was a hacker. And if Darby has crossed her off the list, that makes me cross her off the list.
2: I mean, OK, so you think her hacking the car was just like a baby hack because she's a space woman like she can. She has at least a baseline knowledge, but she doesn't have the hacking knowledge to to pull off this big job. Is that what you're basically saying?
0: I would say yes. And she also okay. dropped the verbiage uh, transportation systems, So she sure. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, sure. So this is like kind of the moment when they do go to check out Rohan's body or at least decide to. And I'm going to like lump these scenes together because there's something I want to bring up that I've been bringing up They go and do the whole search for Rohan's body. She gets a She gets the information she needs before they go to like she gets the, the signaler before they go get on the radiation suits and decide to leave. This is what I brought up, I think, last podcast for the first time. I just think Darby. Maybe it was actually after our first original podcast. She gives up all of her cards right away to everybody. She just fully trusts whoever is in the room with her. It's definitely the thing that is taking me out of the idea that show don't tell in terms of how good she is as like a sleuth like expert or whatever. It seems like, I don't know, man. She does a lot of things that it seems like this is the only way they can tell the audience in the form of a show. And I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really fit with her to she's supposed to be this expert sherlock and she just whoever knocks on her door and kind of smiles at her she just drops all the information she has on her that's something that's been really bothering me um it might work out because who she did it with originally was lee and then sean like it's fine because they're probably not the killers it could be but either way it's just something i noticed and alki and dave noticed as well when we were when we were watching and it seems like you guys agree with me as well like was it really necessary for her to just divulge everything she's learned to sean Like that? No, no,
0: no. no.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not being too critical of Darby because she has some skills here, right? Like she's very useful and she's observant and she has all of her knowledge. I'm not trying to take away from her, but in that Mm -hmm. one area of like the social detectiveness, I think she's bad at it.
2: I couldn't agree more. I will say
0: to play devil's advocate, Mm Sean has information that she needs to continue this case. So it could be like, got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Sure i'll give her some information so she in turn gives me some no okay um, i'm
1: fine with that it needs that those yeah. conversations need to happen for us
0: yeah Little i want this writing to be good and i want it all to come together so yeah. i am trying to plug every hole that i find and there have been quite a few if i'm being dead honest no
1: you. dude we're on the same page man the yeah. oa is special to us and there's a reason that we have this level of excitement and passion for this show and it's only four episodes in. It's because we know the, the potential ceiling for how good this show can be because of the writers that are taking care of it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so Superstorm is rolling in. We got three hours to do this thing. After they're in the morgue, they go to get the climate suits, which is actually a really cool concept. I did like mm-hmm. that element to this, that they just had climate suits. We can do anything. That's cool. They get the snowmobile this time. No walking for Darby. And they kind of just on the journey Excuse me, have a conversation about all the sub suspects and who they are suspicious of so far. Mm-hmm. Lou May, we find out, is kind of like a direct competitor to Ronson Industries in terms of what they do, what they make. Um, and Artificial Insanity, which was Bill's art exhibit, was like a direct attack on whatever she's doing with her you know, AI cities in China, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Lou May's on the board. Lee stole Andy's focus from David. Was that as a business partner or as a romantic partner? You could take it either way.
2: Written. I thought the same thing, Brian. Kathleen,
0: which <laughs> way are you taking it?
2: So I so when <laughs> he first Okay, when she first said it, all she said was stole Andy's focus from David and I was like slay. Let's go. And then she was like you know, I, it, the next lines made it sound like more businessy, but I'm still uh, Brian, I, I'm on the same page as you. It could go either way. I'm not like leaning it's obviously business maybe but i think the romantic the romantic stuff isn't off it's obviously
0: business maybe
1: wild that you didn't even that rohan's thing when he uses the word love multiple times didn't even cross your mind but this is where we're reading between the lines it it, it
2: crossed it and then i i crossed it the other way
1: that's fine i don't think any of these guys are in love with each other it's just It's a possibility and potential motivation. So it's worth discussing, of course. And that would kind of, you know, kind of explain why David's like a little bit of a chrissy guy the whole time, you know, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe him without (laughs) like what we got nothing for this guy either. Besides, he's like an investment or a venture capitalist, I think.
0: Yeah, he's an angry rich queen is queen. Queen's acceptable, right?
2: I love it. I'm gay. Oh, there you go. I'm not a well, gay that's man. All I'm asking you. You're I'm not, not a gay, gay man, man, but I'm a gay woman. Uh, I think queen is acceptable because you're saying it with love, so it's fine.
0: Yeah. Not to David. I hate that guy. He's angry <laughs> and he's a queen. That's fine. <laughs> I respect his ability to do so. Spoiled like a queen? I don't know. Yeah. Just trying to help you out. Oh, Vandy no, used to be his man.
2: I think queen I just... is better than Prissy.
1: Dude, what does Prissy even mean? I just fucking said it. <laughs>
2: Chrissy is like, you know, I don't, I don't even know, like (laughs) Regina George ish. Okay,
0: Eh, yeah, I guess I I kind of like spoiled. I'm better than you, but in a Tootsie's way, it's not Mm -hmm. a good thing. No,
2: no, I meant queen
0: positively, and that's all I'm gonna say. They get to (laughs) Rohan's spot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He also emphasizes when Lee got pregnant, all he cared about was family. Zoomer is Andy's life now. So Zoomer yeah. is just very important Anyway, they get to the spot, Darby does SOS, and Sean drops a ton of bricks. Yeah, my dad gassed himself when we were young. Uh, really sad, actually. And I don't know if she's sharing that information to try and gain Darby's trust, to try and yeah. lead her off the trail. It seems like a big drop.
1: The car scene later rates a lot of red flags for Sean. And I think if it is like a way for her to just lower her guard by her trying to connect with her through these kind of conversations, it pays off in the car scene because I have questions if it was like sloppily done or purposefully done to the point where I had no idea why Sean was doing the things she was doing, like speeding up for the black ice and all that stuff. Like, is she doing what Brian's saying? Like, she's trying to disarm, here, disarm her here. That kind of flows with my. Theory about she's potentially trying to look out for Andy on his behalf as potentially a mistress or something like that. And it all kind of can work, but is it back to just trying to plug these weird interactions to make it make sense? Or is there really some merit here?
0: All I'm gonna say is if they had planned to kind of fake kill someone who was actually in on it, Sean would be the choice. She's a badass, she's a doctor, so she True. she would take that bullet if anybody had to
1: don't think it's the case but it would it would be believable
2: mm-hmm. so i i don't want to jump the gun we'll talk about the helmets more but we yeah, may as okay. well yeah. quickly talk about you know they're they're searching everywhere they're beating the storm they find the ropes going into the water uh it's the barrel that says last chance which is the name of rohan's boat it's zodiac which is an inflatable boat so What did you get from this? Just that that was the escape plan. And then since Rohan didn't check in the the boat, like, vamos.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I got was a new word in my vocabulary. I did (laughs) not know a Zodiac was an inflatable boat. Um, Me neither. No, I can't even. I've been trying to think of who could be on that boat that we know and care about. And there's no other characters that we know. We have no information about whoever is working with Bill and Rohan. And that is coming ashore. Agreed. I
1: don't think that's going to... Yeah, that's not going to be a reveal. Like, oh my God, they were out there the whole time. There's not enough world building or characters for that to really be an option. But they did talk about within this scene or two, I brought it up how how you took the message of one down still ago, they kind of clarified it here. And I was, I I brought it up. I'm I took it. How Sean took it, right? Like one of our soldiers on the inside is dead. We're still going Mm -hmm. through with the plan. So I don't think it's as important as who specifically is out in the boat more that it was this grand conspiracy plan, because we know that Rohan's been missing since what did they say? Like 2000, like it was like the early two thousands. He's been like off the grid. Right. And like, this was his boat. This is one. of. So maybe he spent his whole life, And he kind of hinted at this with last episode saying how him and Bill had a really good plan. Like there's this, there's going to be something that's going to be anti whatever Andy is. And maybe Andy turns out to be the good cause and they're the bad cause. Who really knows? Probably not. But whatever it is, this seemed, I don't think like the boat's just gone. I think it's just because Rohan signaled back, Plan still a go. I think they're still out there and we're going to come into contact. it it wasn't just information that Rowan had a contact out there. I think there's going to be some future connection into what the hell's happening with that boat and who's on it.
2: Yeah. So, when they're on the way back and they're having this conversation, their snowmobile dies, and this is when they find the car. So, what I wanted to just talk about is, Luke, you said there was a lot of weird moments in the car Mm -hmm. or just, like, specific moments, right? Like, they were lingering on those helmets for the longest time. Like, what's going on with these helmets? But they also made choices with, like, There was no music. When they're fumbling around for the key, I was like, what's going to happen? Someone's just going to jump out and scare me like the mask again. Uh, So it was very interesting choices directorially wise. (laughs) And um, so I do you think that the helmet was supposed to be for Darby, like the helmet hack and they swapped? Is that what you think? Because that's what I So
1: That was my initial thought. Yeah, that's that is what you deemed. Um <laughs> that that was my initial thought. I thought it was like an accidental switching and then when the car crashed the helmets got switched, but I don't think it mattered who wore what helmet. I think it was more about when they got back within the vicinity of something of like a network, it could get hacked. Meaning they could the the helmets cuz they were taking them on and off while they were out there. The hack didn't come in yeah. until they hit the compound again. So that didn't matter until they got back so i don't think it mattered but i i noticed it in the same way because they did linger on them in the back seat for like a weird second like dave said something out loud like what? The, i don't know i don't know what that was but that whole scene was weird like the dialogue it's it, sean like her actions weren't matching her her tone and like the the content of the conversation she was having with darby because she was trying to get information and then she's like oh i'm speeding up like i don't know was her goal to crash and if so if it was to fuck darby up why save her at all like you had an easy kill right there just leave her she's dead so i had so that i walked she away is... from this with so many questions
0: yeah so that she's kind of frazzled when they do the tracheotomy so like she couldn't put yeah. things together as much. Um I do want to go back Crazy. Yeah, sorry. Um I do want to go back to the original question. I don't think the helmet was intended for Darby even though I do agree with what Luke just said. The longer this goes on, I'm getting the feeling the killer is trying to play a game with Darby. Darby is there to investigate and be the black to the mm-hmm. killer's white, you know? Cuz we had Eva said, "Yeah, I walked into the office this morning in that very obscure piece of technology that could have tracked the hacker through the pacemaker was already plugged in the killer is just showing that he is steps ahead of them and if -hmm. there's nobody investigate everybody else is hopeless without darby darby if the killer wants to kill her he could have i believe yes and i think if he wants to it'll be at the end after everybody else he wants gone is gone all that tracks. I'm good with all that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: also want to say that means the killer may have just been a lunatic from back home that read her book and was like, Oh, I'm gonna play a game with this girl. That? Martin. He was reading the book on the Kinda plane. Cool. Martin, Martin
2: Reads.
1: Yeah. And that connects to the to the page that was open when at Bill's death scene. It's so like, what was that? Because you remember that was, it had her book open to a random page which it wasn't later, so I don't know. I, I do kind of like it being, I really like the idea of this majorly connecting to the White Doe story because it. Yeah. we already know the ending of the White Doe story. Like, What is it really doing besides characterizing Bill in a way that I'm not going to lie, Like, I like him a lot. I like Bill a lot. And I think I even caught Alki saying after this episode, he did as well. But again, if it doesn't connect to the modern day storyline, we're kind of just wasting screen time that we could be using to flesh out the actual suspects. But, yeah. Either way, I mean, this is all good theories and it is starting to like come together a little bit.
2: Yeah, so before they crash, Sean starts giving information. So it was the car hacked and crashed because Sean started giving information. She was saying you know, Darby starts asking these questions, why the climate suits, why this plate, the safe room at all type thing. And so she tells them, you know, uh, Andy thinks the apocalypse is coming earlier than 2050, hundreds of thousands of people will die, Uh, that basically he's stealing all the money from the space program at Ronson Industries in order Mm -hmm. and then funneling it somewhere else. But she doesn't know why. And then it crashes.
1: It was, really it was just their I, I don't want to say meta again, but like it seemed like they were just being like politically meta, like talking about like the state of everything. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's that Andy has some sort of noble cause of trying to save the world. And like the earth is going to be uninhabitable in 20 years. And that's why he has these radiation suits, these bunkers, these machines, these AI machines that will be able to to build while humans are stuck inside because of the environment. So like that all can work. Mm-hmm. But then that makes Rohan and Bill bad, right? Why would they be stopping it when we already know that Bill is a very pro-environmental conscious person, right? So, and I feel Rohan falls into that category as well. So it really, it doesn't really make sense at why they would be at odds without an extra piece of information there. But, you know, it's a cool idea that this is a world that's going to be screwed by environmental crisis in like a decade. And like that—that that is what put the pressure to make this show happen, well, like the, the gathering.
0: Also, why would they want to be anti Andy's plan if this is the truth? Right. Um, Bill would want to be anti
1: his plan.
0: Yeah. Well, Bill might just oppose the A.I dependence of it all because clearly this plan revolves around ronson's ai tech whatever and rohan may not have wanted to just accept the fact that the apocalypse was going to happen and was inevitable and richie rich just pulls everybody to the arctic and saves a one percent of the population rohan they establish he cares about the environment etc etc he might be Mm -hmm. like nah let's Not just let the Earth get to that point in the first place. Let's do something about it. Though I digress. Devil's advocate again.
1: Different viewpoint of saving the environment. That could work as well as a motivation for Mm -hmm. them.
0: Okay, so we have that established. This is supposed to be a climate bunker. This is ridiculous, this whole driving scene, how fast Sean was going. I was so Uh upset about it, but they do crash, and then we get the flashback while Darby's just laying there unconscious. This was a pretty good one. It is them following up on the silver pin that was given to them by the survivor from last episode. And they do get confirmation at the morgue. They have, you know, the uh, excuse me, they are able to ID the victim. Uh, this chick, Sue, who was somebody else from the sleuthing Reddit is mm-hmm. there as well, helping them out. Um, but then we go to the evidence bag and that's where we find the ring. And Darby has this suspicion. Hey, Bill, this could be the one. A killer's subsequent kills are always strangers, and it's impossible to trace it back to him, but this could be his first, and nine times out of ten, a serial killer's first kill is someone he knows. That could Mm -hmm. lead us to the killer. This is a huge breakthrough for them. And aside from that, we get kind of a relationship development scene, the whole storyline revolving around the hotel, and we know they're they're roughing it at this point in time, so it's them kind of fleecing their way into a hotel room to sleep in for the night. They get to swim in a pool um Bill <laughs> drops the most on the nose line of all time, yeah, mm-hmm. the psychics told my mom such and such <laughs> yeah, is that what you were talking about, Kathleen, when you texted us?
2: <laughs> yes, that line okay, that's crazy okay, yeah. and then yes, when the when the sneeze happened, i my head fell off. I was like, come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> At
0: the end, it was. I I feel like they didn't need to do Zoomer at the end, but I guess that's how Darby found it out. So she had Mm -hmm. to have that same aha moment that we
2: did. I don't know. Is it a real
1: thing or is this totally made up? Achoo.
2: No, it seems legit.
0: I didn't know there was a name for it, but people do like sneeze from the sun. Yeah, I, I do think it's legit. I was
1: always told yes. as a kid if you got a sneeze and you can't get it out, you look yeah, right look in a, at the light. sunlight and it'll just like help you. I guess it could like makes you like muscle memory yeah. of like what a and sneeze if, would feel. I don't know. If
0: I was the scientist who discovered that, I would bend over backwards to make the acronym a chew. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: That's why I thought it was made up. I was like, is that real or is that too perfect? <laughs> well, so,
2: so you did thought Sue, it was made yeah. up as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's very I- true. I need to just give some props to this relationship building once they're in the room. Uh any other show, you know, when Bill denies Darby, they course corrected so well and the reasoning behind him not wanting to hook up the first night being, you know, we're we're seeing we're hunting down all these like brutal cases of women being hurt by men. I'm a man, that's really intense for me. And then like her apologizing first. It was just like really beautiful, I thought, and really well done. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them for that. Not sure their ages match up very well. She may be underage, but I, I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, she's a senior, was...
1: isn't she? Is she like 18? She's like 18 and he's like I 20? like
2: I'm gonna pretend she's eighteen. She I- was
0: okay, also withholding that information low key from Bill and the message boards, right? So I'm not sure how aware he is that the
2: moment
0: okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. say she's at least 18 so it's not a weird thing like that and if yeah. we get proven otherwise then we'll take it from there ladies and gentlemen yeah. but let's, she was yeah, also let's... drinking i i thought I, I completely agree i thought it was very sweet bill is clearly this like gentle guy who was very mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. respecting of her boundaries and what's going on he was like listen last night wasn't the night but like how you feeling now
2: yeah
0: and it (laughs) was today's the day (laughs) yeah it was it was really nice he brings the coffee and the coke which is like she knew right then it's like oh he forgives me it's all good like the funny it was very sweet
1: (laughs) so first of all bill's got riz dude he's got game like i know he's not doing it on purpose but he's just got natural charisma and he's he's just great it makes me Seeing this episode is the saddest I am that he's that he died in episode one sure. because like we, we really get no exposure to him in modern day and like how he's changed and grown because him and Darby were going to be electric again if they actually got to meet up in Iceland, which is sad they didn't get a chance. But I have to say this because I thought it was hilarious. We're watching me and Dave and Alki are watching this last night. Uh, This was my first watch, so I'm just kind of taking it all in. And like the morning after he rejects, I don't want to say rejects her, but kind of like says, hold off. Yeah. Like they start hooking up like Dave. The first thing Dave's like, "Mm, first kiss, morning breath. Like, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I thought the same thing. I always think that in TV. Oh, you
1: don't just wake up and just make out. somebody. (laughs) Brush your teeth first or something. Yeah. Insane. Coffee, Coke
2: and morning breath.
1: And titties. I don't know if we want to cut that, but <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: right. you know, we got them. So yes. can't cut that. That's true. Very That's unexpected. True. I will say I did not see that coming. Yeah. I it's did kinda... see, it was TVMA in the beginning for sexual situations. I was like, cool up. Oh, wow. But I, I said that. a bang, 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 and it bang.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Too true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So done with the flashback, right? All good there? Yep. Yeah. One Sweet. question
1: though: oh, wait, How many? I have something yeah, too. How many suck. scenes? <laughs> well, we're 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 making good time. Uh, yeah, we are. Just... We yeah. have like, yeah. one last we're thing. In, like forty end. minutes. Um, you told me you were good. <laughs> my only question for this is: How many more scenes do you think we'll get as flashbacks before we're caught up to the modern or not modern day to the to the motel room that they get before they confront the killer? Like, do we think? Are we getting this every episode until the finale? And there's going to be yes. a reveal. Okay, that's just what I was. I'm probably thinking as well because there needs to be this connection.
0: It's also though if that ring is the final silver item, you know what I'm saying. That does take that like the original flashback is them finding the first victim. So I'm not sure how much can be left in the flashback to connect them from them finding the ring that belong to the person that will take them to the house that we saw in the first episode. Know what I mean? You're right? Yeah. No, you're There's right. That's why Exactly, oh, yeah. I don't Listen, know how they're gonna do it, but I agree, that is the cadence of the show.
2: Mm-hmm. Andy is the killer. The ring is special because that's what they left at the body and he shot Bill. And then later in life, he created a hotel where the hotel key is rings. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm following. <laughs> no, yeah. but what I wanted to say, um, that was all stupid, but what I wanted to say was, I just think Darby's mom's gonna play a bigger role here in general, like, why aren't you looking for your mom? Why I don't want to look for someone who who left me, etc. I just think like some of the stuff could be throwaway. I mean, I it, I think it's disguising itself as Bill wanting to get to know her more, which is good. Just like the hey, do you want to have kids thing. It just to me, it's like the only reason it's written dialogue is because it's gonna come up later. So I think Darby's it, mom's gonna play go. a point.
0: I also want to say, I've been the one saying, let's not close the door on this supernatural stuff. Are we to put any weight in the fact that his mother's psychic correctly predicted he would have one kid with the woman he slept with once? I mean, it was a psychic.
2: It's true.
1: Dude, I want sci-fi so bad you have no idea. Just show me something. Make it crazy. I want it just because the OA was like that. And I, that's what I expect it. And it feels like that could, that could clean up so much if they make it a satisfying answer of how this is sci-fi connected. AI connected is essentially there. It's like modern day magic. We don't really know what's happening and that could work. But I, I like what you're saying. Like the, the psychic, there was that, there was that comment a couple episodes ago about Darby, like feeling the ghosts of previous killed victims. Like there's, there's, breadcrumbs if they decide to lean into it but it, I feel like there's not enough
0: yet at least yet yet. Yeah.
2: Just give me one NDE. Just do the movements one time <laughs> yeah. for us, please.
0: <laughs> just have Homer in the background. Just yeah, put him no. on for one episode or the robots. So the, I would take the, the dream is
1: the, the closing card of the finale is just the OA season three done.
2: Yeah, right.
1: That's the dream.
0: I literally had the thought. What if OA last episode like awakens in Lee? And it's like, how did dude, I get here? I'm in this yes. universe now. Yeah. Why not?
2: Why not? That's that's
0: the reason the OA is the best is because that's realistic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks
0: <laughs> anything she's in that will always be a thought i have oh yep. love you Brett. okay man. so are we are are we finally done with the flashback we're good now? we
2: are okay. promise okay.
0: fantastic so we have sean dragging darby's lazy buns literally from the car crash scene back to the hotel um she's in and out of consciousness so i guess the next scene is her being observed by eva the people in the room are Sean, Todd, and Eva, and Darby, of course. And Eva, we find out, is security officer slash doctor. So I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense why she was the one giving her the pills way back in episode one or two. There was a question about that. Um, but she is also the one giving observations. She tries to give her more t- morphine, which Darby's like, no. And I-, I don't think you're supposed to give someone morphine if they are actively denying it, even if they are in pain which she right. didn't seem to be in that bad of a pain. So this whole scene is weird. Todd, Eva and Sean are all kind of exchanging looks. Um, Andy does get pulled into the room, I guess by Todd or whatever. And we are, um, excuse me, we are left with this situation where Sean has three minutes of oxygen, oxygen left. This scene, I was on the edge of my seat. This yeah. was a great scene yes. for the episode.
1: This was one of the best scenes of the entire show. I thought, and, Because I have no way of really, truly eliminating suspects yet. Like, we keep talking. Like, in the first episode, I said, like, Lee's 100% safe. Spoiler alert, she's, like, my number one suspect now. But Mm -hmm. I want to use this scene as a way to do at least temporarily clear everybody in the room. Because we were mentioning the idea of, like, the hacking for the helmet didn't happen until they got back to the compound. So I don't see how the timing or the timeline works of whoever is hacking and murdering these people could have been in that room at the same time of, of having of hacked Sean's helmet. So for the time being, I'm just going to pick my number one suspect as, as somebody outside of this room because of that reason. But yeah, this was a masterful scene. I was cringing both times. I watched it. The idea of cutting your throat open, it, it fucking just makes my blood boil. I don't know what it is about it. And this was just, Crazy, and I to give to Andy some credit. He was pretty calm, cool, collected. Went through like three different plans of like, let's you know, drill into it, let's smash it with a brick. All right, we have no choice. Like, I kind of like, I respected that piece of it from Andy. And yeah. I was really watching the second time to see if there were any indications on Andy's face of it being a surprise that it got locked. Because if there was any way, like, I feel like he would have shown some sort of signs. But it really looked like he was shocked that the helmet got stuck. And I know that's easy to just say. He's not a suspect, but right now he, he drops on my list of suspects. Everybody in this room does.
2: My thing was, how are they doing a tracheotomy on this like billion dollar suit? How are they cutting through to her neck? And what is the helmet sealed on if not the suit itself? And if you can cut a hole in the suit, how can that not get through the helmet? You know what I mean? I'm like, is the helmet sealed to her throat? I'm, I was just... How does that it work? Might, you it know might I mean? be in
1: an effort to be able to like breathe underwater temporarily. I don't know, or in space. Yeah, that's what, kind of what they were hinting at. Then it kind of has to be segregated by those different pieces, like sealed in different areas.
2: I think in general, I was just confused why she was running out of air. Like it, it got sealed, meaning like it, no oxygen was getting through. I. The hack, I guess I I think I was a little confused on the suit and felt a little plot holy that they could just cut through the that suit that should be like ironclad, just like the helmet itself. You know what I mean? But that's okay. Um yeah, no, I, I'm uh, spoiler alert for me. Um, since Ray wasn't in this episode at all, notably, I think mm-hmm. that Todd is probably my biggest suspect now, if it's like not that. Ray. I think he's using Ray. Um I've seen that like maybe Zoomer's VR headset was hacked and and Zoomer went and stabbed um the morphine into Bill without knowing like what he was doing or certain things like this so I, I, my I think Todd is my main one and then Using Ray somehow and using the AI. And- Wait,
1: that's a good theory. So you're like he he was Zoomer would have been using the a the augmented reality and like seeing yeah. what we saw. Um, Darby see like doesn't know and it's just following the crown and just I kind of like that idea. That works.
2: Yeah, I mean the the I- morphine the literal morphine that they were using on Darby that stick was in that room. So Bill would have had to like yeah. steal that from the med bay, right? To, in order to use it.
1: But whoever stole it from the med bay is obviously the same person that stole the the pacemaker hack thing in the med bay, too. Yes. So they have they have ring access to multiple rooms that they probably that would that's leading me to believe again. Maybe it's not Norman. one of these guests. Who knows? Yeah. Todd would definitely have access.
2: Norman. Norman. I
1: fucking don't like that guy. I hate that. He just shut down the question when they answered it basically by him not answering it. I don't know. Fuck Norman. <laughs> that's how I
0: feel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is kind of a good time to bring up my working theory that Andy is using Zoomer kind of as his, not guinea pig, but first trial in humans of like AI being integrated Mm -hmm. literally in your mind, which I I think would kind of connect the dots of the theory you were just saying, you know, maybe Todd hacked Ray to hack Zoomer's helmet to stab the morphine take out the middleman and just say zoomer got hacked the ai in his brain uh, yeah it was a weird thing that sean said that said when lee got pregnant he was only interested in family and then instead of saying family is his life now he said or rather sean said zoomer is his life
2: true now. i like that
0: so i think like zoomer is a project for him and the other part of this is that if he's been doing that much work with or even to Zoomer, he would have to have run a blood sample and found out that he is not his biological father. I, totally right. Trail. I'm, I'm not sure if Andy is aware of that, because even if my AI theory is wrong, I feel like he's rich enough that he would be like, yeah, let's run a blood sample on this kid. Make sure everything's hunky dory here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Zoomer is an interesting piece. He is going to be the piece. I'm thinking, yeah, Yeah. the more we get into this show,
2: (laughs) the one piece could be,
1: could be. Oda, take notes.
2: Darby woke up. I actually adored the scene when Darby wakes up and Zoomer's like checking her ad. She's like, Get off, mate. (laughs) It was like playful and cute. Like, I like that those two are like buddies. She's like, What get, get, get kid. Mm -hmm. Um, so the fact that he just keeps showing up, we actually opened the episode on Zoomer as well, like, kind of going to the bunker he's crying over lee's shoulder he's definitely the key for sure
1: mm-hmm. and we, you said the lee thing too like i know zoomer was the second wake up because lee wakes no, her lee, up lee which
2: yeah 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 feels relevant
1: she's just like checking on her and so like go back to sleep did any did we take anything else from that scene besides the idea that lee is monitoring darby's status
0: cool. She also said she was going to do it a bunch and then she just did it once. And then Zoomer was the next thing we see. So, I no, yeah. at least just weird. I can't put my finger on it, but everything about her is sus. I agree. And I hate it
2: because
1: yeah.
0: I, I, I declared her as safe in episode one. So she said, Well, that was you declaring Britt Marling as safe. Not Lee. <laughs> Let's true. be honest. That's here. Very true.
2: I need a big Lee episode, like an entire episode dedicated to Britt Marling. I need that in order, because there's no way she would just write the show and cast herself as a character that's barely in it. You know what I mean?
1: That seems like an episode six kind of thing. Like I, I yeah. believe we're gonna have yeah. another very plot heavy build up episode, and then s- that might be the penultimate of like the explanation of how Lee and Andy and Zoomer fit into all this Bill stuff. That's yeah. kind of how I see it going in my head, but who knows? You can't predict the minds of Zal and Brit. So.
0: I agree. I want episode five to be the Lumet episode. If we Me have too, to push yeah, out one of the other guests, I agree. between her, David, Oliver, and Martin, Lumet. And totally. Ziba, but yes. yeah, Ziba, sorry Ziba. Haven't
2: oh, seen, seen like her Ziba in too. days. Yeah, a little
0: forgetful <laughs> yeah. recently. Ziba, I step wanted- girl.
2: I wonder how many, how long Darby actually was out for. Cause Zoomer's like, I don't know, shrugs it off and Darby asks. So I think that's relevant how long she's I been agree.
1: out. Yeah. Yes. We're so going to find out. Too. Yeah.
2: All Good right. To move on to uh, final predictions. Yes, let's, do let's do it. it. I it. think me and Luke already did our uh suspicious who's the killer one. I said Todd. He said. I
1: said Lee. Um, and then let's also give another safe one. And yeah. I, I also hinted at my answer of this early in the episode. I'm clearing Sean because I don't think she's crazy enough to stab herself in the neck or be a part of a plan to do that. If anything, I think her involvement is something to do with loving Andy. So that's where I'm at with Sean. Uh, Who would you say is 100%? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Actually, back to discussion stuff. Like. Sean, Todd, and Eva would all have to be like uh, accomplices to whoever the main hacker is. If Sean is agreed, you know, what yeah,
1: co-conspirators, yeah, yeah, I'm with mm-hmm. you. So go, yeah. Kathleen, who's your safe?
2: I'm gonna say my safe is I'm gonna say Zeba again. It feels like a Ziba. safe choice, but mm-hmm. I'm just sticking with Zeba.
1: So you have. This is your first guess where you don't think Ray is the killer, and you transition to Todd. So worth noting. Well,
2: technically, I said Todd's using Ray and AI in order to do so. But I think at one point I said Ray's gonna gain sentience and be and get a body. <laughs> so you did. You said he's the is- actual
1: mastermind and doing all this. Yes. stuff. So.
2: <laughs> so you know, I mean, yeah, I did say that he may just be like a human being talking on a mic somewhere. But anyway, go ahead, Brian.
0: Okay. I'm going to say ah oh, damn um I want to change it. I don't think David is going to be my my suspect anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to say Lee, but yeah. I want to be opposite so I'm going to say Oliver because I do think that he is probably the most capable hacker, coder, whatever of everybody like I don't know. I'm suspicious of him. And I think his little robot ants are going to be more important. They also had a shot highlighting the flyover of the hole that they were Mm -hmm. currently constructing. So I think something is going on there. And whatever Andy's grand scheme is, Oliver is more privy to it than the rest of the guests. And he could leverage that closeness to Andy to be the victim, but kind of fly under the radar. So that Oliver... is giving
1: me um like the hundred bunker vibes, like to to live out humanity if the surface like it cause it was like a deep in in the ground yeah. kind of thing. That's what I'm guessing. But yeah, I do think totally. that's there's gonna be some answer. What the hell's going yeah. on out there?
0: Yeah. And then my I'm going to say they are innocent. It's not David. I think he's just like the stereotypical <laughs> a-hole of the group. Now, come on. This is... Yeah. Yeah. It's on. funny because you said David for the first two was the killer. Oh, and I know. Was safe. This is the first time oh, I was taking yeah. it like serious, serious.
1: <laughs> I like it. I it's, like it. Oliver, it's it was, like, Oliver's first guess. So.
2: Yeah. It's still a diss giving him the safe one. We're like, he's not even cool enough to be the killer, that yeah,
0: fucking David. Of <laughs> no, no. He's not capable. He had like a panic attack the second they went into the panic room. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but that's, that's it, man. It. Another episode in the books. Yeah, this was good a good one. one. I, ha- I had a lot of fun talking that one out. Um, That is going to be a wrap on our episode four coverage. If you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening.
2: Woop whoop.